0: You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's a.k.a. Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we
1: talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Hey there, AP, and happy June.
0: Hey, Murph. It's a lovely June indeed.
1: Yes, it is. I'm pretty excited because... I just uh, walked down to the local bike shop here in Cedar Rapids and picked up my bicycle.
0: Oh, hooray! Reunited! Yes,
1: we're reunited and everything shiny and clean and uh, replaced all the stuff from my 3,100-mile bike ride across the U.S. And it's getting ready for another
0: trip next weekend. That's right. Murph and I are about to head out on the Ragby Route Inspection ride. So I've dusted off my bicycle as well, though... She's not nearly so clean and shiny, but she'll do. <laughs> yeah, so since we're getting ready to get back into some long cycling trips and a lot of people are getting ready for RAGBRAI, we thought this was a good time to rebroadcast one of our very favorite episodes with Anna Abrams from Ragbri Newbies.
1: Yes, and even if you're not a ragbri newbie, this is a really good episode because it just talks a little bit about the ragbri culture and, you know, all the things that we love about ragbri.
0: Yeah, Anna's enthusiasm is just so infectious that it gets me ready to be riding as well, even though I'm a longtime rider. <laughs> yes, exactly. And
1: I think we should note we are going to be doing a special edition of the Jesco Bike podcast every single day while we're on the inspection route.
0: That's right. And, you know, it's kind of funny because we do, we give information about the towns and the route itself. But as we go on, we do this real time after we've been biking all day, especially after that 100 mile day. We're still going to podcast. That's right. So you're going to hear us. Our um, energy levels and our enthusiasm is going to exactly match what it would be like to ride the real Rag Brian. I'll let you find <laughs> out for yourself what that might be like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a listen to Anna Abrams and we'll see you on the next episode. All right. Well, on the show today, we have Anna Abrams. Hey, Anna. Hi. How are you doing today?
2: Doing great, thank you so much for
1: having me. Cool, yeah, we're recording this episode in the heart of winter and I live in Iowa and I do have a fat bike so I do get outside a lot in the winter time, but man, it's like single digits right now and so it's hard to even think about what it's like to be in a 90 degree tent in July on RAGBRAI, how about you?
2: Yeah, it's funny. I almost am like craving that when I can barely walk to my car in the snow now. And then I know in July, I'll be like, what was it like to be cold? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And
1: even though, you know, I get older, we all get older each year. I somehow forget, you know, every time I'm like, negative three, what? And I don't even know, like, I have this weird uh, dilemma with inside my head, like, you know, it's going to be
2: cold, put on your jacket and go. Right. Well, I always think you know people dread the winter here in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and I always think to myself, "Gosh, it's only a few days, like negative seven. Who cares? You just stay. Right. and it's like now that it's here, I'm like, how do people live in this? It is terrible, <laughs> you know." Yes, it is. It's so not true. terrible. I should say it's it's manageable. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. It's, it's a surprise every year, even though it happens every year. Right.
1: Right. Right. Well, you are on the podcast because you started a super cool a Facebook page called Ragbri Newbies and it's not officially connected with Ragbri, but you're catering to people who are doing Ragbri for the first time. And so it has gained so much popularity. I'm hoping that you can tell us a little bit about it and where that, you know, that vision came to be. And um Before we get to that, I want to find out you hinted that you're in Minnesota. So will you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about where
2: you are and what cycling is like there? Well, sure. So I'm in Minneapolis in the city and cycling is a big deal here. And people have so people are so excited. This is a people are so sporty. And even when there's let's say I'm looking outside eight, 10 inches of snow. I mean, people are biking all the time. It's definitely a good time place. You know, in blizzards, people are cross country skiing to, to dinner at night. I mean, it's a big, <laughs> it's a sporty place. Um, I, however, am in my I'm inside of my trainer all winter yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. not, I'm not a a winter cyclist um, at all.
3: <laughs>
1: And if I recall from interviewing other people that are from the Minneapolis or the Twin City area, you have a really cool infrastructure of bike trails or pedestrian trails, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's got to be one of the best in the country. Mm. It's there for you everywhere. And it's it's accessible from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and people use it a lot. It's unending. I mean, there are loops. There are long expansive, you know, out in, way out into the suburbs and back. I mean, it's, it's a great place to live mm-hmm. if you are into running or biking or any of it.
1: Awesome. And that brings me to my next question. You know, you said that in the wintertime, you're typically on your trainer where it's probably a nice 70 some degrees and <laughs> you can, you know, put the fan on if you want. But when you're outside, whether it's spring, summer, fall, what sort of terrain do you spend most of your time biking on?
2: I really like paved trails.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I feel like there aren't very many distractions. It's mostly smooth. They're usually really good long distances. And I can just zone out. And I kind of meditate a bit. Mm. I and mean, it's just a nice, quiet, long ride. I'm mm-hmm. only on roads um, if I have to be really, and mm-hmm. I'm only on highways if it's ragbri. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when it's, uh, I guess technically, you know, the roads aren't closed down for ragbri, but they are, you know, warned ahead of time. Like you probably don't want to be on the highway when you're in a vehicle mm-hmm. during this week. Yeah. Well, let's get into RAGBRAI Newbies. And as I mentioned earlier, it's a Facebook group that you started um, I think last year, but you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. But tell us the story on how that
2: came to be. Well, I felt like I needed something more interactive than just sort of a question and answer forum. Mm -hmm. I learned better through conversation. You know, like, why did you choose that helmet? Why do you like that snack? Um, You know, I guess I wanted a little more personality and conversation around this like huge thing ahead of me. And it turns out um, our page reflects that really well. Yeah. It's a really good place to land. You know, we have so many seasoned writers who know this event like the back of their hand. You know, they have so many amazing answers and newer writers who understand all the new questions and first-ride jitters. And we all just help each other out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think it's become successful because, first of all, people in general are so nice to each other, and yeah. they want to help each other, which just makes it. Um, I think makes us all feel comfortable, kind of being there and asking questions and sort of mentioning things we're worried about.
1: Yeah, um, and and doing Ragbri for the first time. You know, obviously, everyone listening to this podcast knows what Ragbri is, but it's seven days of being on your bicycle. And to me, it's not something that you can just pull the the bike off of the hook in the garage, dust it off and go. I mean, it requires a little bit of um, training, both physically and mentally, in my opinion. And not to mention that a lot of people, most people, I mean, it's a camping event. So most people are biking all day long in heat and humidity, and then somehow they've got to like go to bed on the ground and get up the next day and do it again and repeat seven times and then go home to your friends and say, that
2: was a blast. I loved it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's definitely a funny thing to have to describe. I mean, people yeah. roll their eyes like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and when I first heard about it, I think I probably did the same. I was like, no, I love long biking like a whole day. Sure. Yeah. But like, then you go into your bed. I mean, <laughs> what are you laying on the ground? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. <laughs> that, um, what's cool about this group is that people have different sort of hangups and questions and worries. Um, some people are just really worried about fuel and hydration and like, what should I eat? What if I, you know, what if I don't feel good? What if I'm dehydrated? Mm-hmm. And they ask those questions a lot and they're, that is their main thing. And some people are really worried about camping or about, you know, bike fit. I mean, it's so cool that we're all coming with really anything that we need to talk about right and so before
1: you started this Facebook group have you had experience in doing multi-day
2: long distance rides in the past you know the answer is yes but Mm -hmm. it was when I was 15 and um, my social studies class I think um, like I guess the teacher was into cycling and created this little group and over the summer eight of my classmates went biking around wisconsin oh, i wow. think I mean, it was so random i'm from st louis the whole thing is such a funny story because it's so unlikely to do something like this but i think it was two weeks and um we camped and we biked i don't remember much about it um except that i couldn't believe i did it at the end right but other than that definitely not multi-day I and mean, mm-hmm. long day ride day long um rides Um, a lot, but never, but always back to the comfort of my shower and my bed. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, In fact, I'll tell you why, I'll tell you where I came up with where, why I wanted to do rag ride. Yeah. I did a really long bike ride one day and the next day I guess I did another. And I told my friend who's from Iowa, you know, I'd love to bike and have like a hard challenging day and then maybe like stay in a hotel and take a shower and have like a really great meal and a good night's sleep and then get up and do it again. Mm. Like I came up with this idea, you know, wouldn't this be great as if I was the first person to think of it. And she said, well, it's kind of like rag brai. And I was like, what? Tell me about it. <laughs> and she said, it's, it's exactly the same. And she kept talking. I was so excited. And then later found out that we're camping. We're like laying on the ground at night, looking at the <laughs> stars. I was like, I, that, that was a big difference for me, but right. I remember I wanted the feeling of like a multi-day adventure where you're just kind of without the comforts, mm-hmm. without some of the comforts, I guess, of of um, being at home.
1: And spoiler alert, you don't have to sleep on the ground if you don't want to, which I know we'll get into because I have, if I, memory serves me right, you did not sleep on the ground, but, but don't tell me yet, okay? OK, <laughs> but I uh, as you all listen to when AP and I were kind of describing Anna and um, her decision to create this Facebook group, she did go ahead and do Ragbri, but with a broken elbow. So
3: hey.
1: now is the time. <laughs> Can you tell us about like some highlights of your 2021 Ragbri?
2: Yeah, well, so my Ragbri was colored big time by the fact that I fractured my elbow yeah. 12 days before it. I mean, I was, I wouldn't let myself be devastated because, you know, there's a ton of training, a ton of excitement. And this group was just fun to yeah. sort of talk to almost every day. But I will tell you, and,
1: I was devastated for you because, <laughs> you know, the, the rag Bra- I'm sorry, the Facebook group was well underway. Everyone's all excited. What did you say? 12 days before rag Bra- yeah. And then you're yeah. like, Oh my God. And I was like, you know, had to catch my breath. I'm like, what is she, what is she going to do? <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> you know, it was like the 12 weirdest days of my life because I was so absolutely definitely going to ride no matter what anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm not like that. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty reasonable, realistic person. And I just, my husband was rolling his eyes. I mean, everybody was like, you've got to be kidding me, <laughs> but I don't know. I just like floated through those days. I saw the orthopedic surgeon who works on the Vikings here in Minnesota mm. And I told him, listen, man, you gotta get me out on the road. I've got twelve <laughs> days. This is my Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on. I pretty much forced him to give me the okay. I mean, he I'm not kidding you. He actually physically rolled his eyes at me and was like, Okay, this is gonna be hard. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to ride. Go ahead. You can't break it any more than it's broken. Oh man. And I was like, Great. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> see if I can. And here's the weirdest part. I was so prepared everything. I mean, I was packing for days. I was looking at the route. I was, I was ready, but I woke up the first morning in the Mars, packed up my stuff, got on my bike and realized I have not even tried riding my bike since I broke my elbow. Oh no. It didn't even occur to me to get them. I like got on my bike. Like, what if I can't ride at all? How did I not try this first? (laughs) I mean, it was the weirdest feeling like, Oh boy, you know, um, so I got on and I went. I mean, I think I held my breath for like a mile. Oh <laughs> man! Was like, eventually, you're just on the road, and there you are, and you just go. I mean, that's rag run.
1: And you did it, right?
2: Yeah, I did it. Wow. It, uh, the the hardest part was getting on and off my bike. I mean, the first time I had to get off at the first stop, I was like, this might just end the whole thing. Mm. I mean, it was really hard. But when you're riding, you know, I could kind of lean on my right hand mostly people came up behind me like what is this position you're in and I was like well <laughs> you can only use one arm
1: wow and, and then yeah. did you camp on the ground or were you I did oh you did oh gosh you did yeah
2: oh my gosh I was, yeah I was in a charter I was in a charter I was in pork belly mm-hmm. um I'm a sporty person, but I'm not an outdoorsy person at all. So biking 84 miles is great, right up my alley. But putting up a tent is not. So (laughs) um, I'm glad that I was with um, a charter that was really helpful. You know, I could kind of indulge in the comforts of having food and showers and tents set up. Right. Which is really important to me for my first year and for my... Um, issue with my elbow. Right, right.
1: And the nice thing about RAGBRAI is, you know, you get registered and with that registration, you can put your gear onto a huge semi and that semi will take your gear to the next overnight town. So you have that already worked into your registration, but you, you know, if you have the funds and you want to, you can glam it up as much as possible where... You know, did you have them put
2: your tent up for you each day? I did. Yeah, I did. I considered, I mean, for like a split second, I thought maybe I can do it myself. But I just thought after, you know, a million miles and the heat and the humidity and, you know, whatever else, I Mm -hmm. just wanted it to be ready for me. And my gosh, I mean, thank God I did. I I could literally not have done it with with one arm. I mean, that would have just been the worst. Wow. I'm surprised that um, people ask a lot in our Facebook group how do I transport things from place to place? Mm-hmm. And people are so relieved that RAGBRAI is so helpful, you know, if you're not with a charter, you know, people are so relieved to hear that RAGBRAI hosts you around as much as they do.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And it's a well-oiled machine. You know, here we are at RAGBRAI, what, 49 years will be in 2022. So they have they have figured it out and it is it's just amazing they even get down to the time so if you drop off your gear at you know 6 15 in the morning you can when you get into town the next town you can just go look for 6 15 a.m and find your bag that way so it's it's pretty cool
2: that is so cool i love that
1: yeah although having somebody put my tent up would be pretty sweet too so the charters are awesome
3: <laughs>
2: Well, I like to say that I've I've camped three times in my life. Once was ragbri, um, and the other two times were on the living room floor of my parents' house. So <laughs> I'm probably awesome. not someone who wants to try putting up a tent by myself. Oh, that is so kind awesome. of a no brainer for me.
1: <laughs> oh my god, you're a perfect example of you know people that want to do ragbri but say they're you know they're athletic but they're not outdoorsy. Boom, you know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. So going into RAGBRAI, um, I was lucky enough to get to meet you because as part of the Facebook group, you set up kind of a meet and greet on day zero at the expo so that people would feel a little bit more, you know, maybe confident in themselves, like, okay, I do know a few people.
2: But did you know anyone going into RAGBRAI? Um, I didn't. Well, I met a small handful of Minneapolis writers through our little group. Mm -hmm. And we trained together a little bit here. But I will tell you, getting to know people in that group and then meeting them in person at the expo was, I mean, it made me feel like I knew everyone. It was a big deal. I was so excited to ride with all my new friends. I mean, it was neat. I I didn't, I barely knew anyone. I think I knew three people whose faces I'd ever seen.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think, you know, saying that you went there and didn't really know anybody is completely different beginning of the week versus end of the week, because even though you might not know people's names, it's an interesting dynamic. I don't know if this you experienced this, but if you kind of always get up at the same time and get on your bike at the same time every day, you start to see the same people every day, which is sometimes is mind blowing when you think 15,000 people are on their bikes. And there's that guy that I talked to yesterday in the line to get a sandwich. You know, I had
2: that exact experience, like the first three stops on the first day
3: mm.
2: I saw my friend Craig three times. And it was just, first of all, I thought, am I, how, how, how is this, like, how does this happen? Because right. Am I just going to see your same people over and over again? Um, but I was surprised at sort of how well that hosts you along,
3: mm-hmm. that you
2: have the comfort of these. this, you're right. This like handful of people that are sort of at the same pace or get up at the same time. And, and yet you have, you know, several thousand other people that if you, veer off and do something else you've got a whole other group of people to meet
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and we talked a little bit about this um via whatever social media you and I Mm -hmm. did but there's a difference between being alone and being solo do you want to touch a bit on
2: that you know what I really liked. so I went solo I mean I drove down with a friend and then I just did the whole ride solo what I liked about it is that Nobody influenced my pace or my ride. Mm. I wanted this experience to be 100% my own, not changed by someone else's needs. You know, if I wanted to take an extra long break in a town, I could stay there as long as I wanted Mm -hmm. or skip a town altogether if I wanted to, you know, jump into an experience in a town or just chill by myself, I guess, on someone's lawn, which I did a lot. Um, that independence was really valuable to me, but when you're laying on a lawn and you're exhausted, you turn to your left and there's another guy laying next to you and you talk for 20 minutes or, you know, you meet someone at like the slushy stand and there's your friend for dinner the next night. Like you're alone, but you're just not alone.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I, I, I think nobody, I think people should not be afraid to ride solo because you just are with everyone who wants to help and be friendly
1: Right. And you can pick and choose when you want to be um, engaged in conversation or when you don't want to be. So that's like the best part of ragbri is you
2: do it your way. Absolutely. I, I really specifically liked writing alone because if I I didn't want to hinder anyone else's experience, if they needed a longer rest or if I needed a longer rest and they were sort of like itching to go, mm. Um, that was important to me that everybody just sort of because some days you have a ton of energy and you're so eager to get to the next town Mm -hmm. and some days you just need to give yourself a major break Mm -hmm. and since that's so specific um, and individual it meant a lot to me to protect that.
1: Yeah I will say to anybody that's listening that's done ragbri multiple times or wants to do ragbri multiple times is you there's no rules as far as what you do each year. And I think I'm a perfect example because I've done ragbri, where I'm fully self-contained, meaning I leave my house in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, pedal all the way to the ragbri start town, pedal to the end of ragbri, and then pedal home. Like I have all my stuff with me and so cool. I go at my own pace. I have been doing ragbri long enough that I'm pretty much any town I go into, I'm going to see somebody I know. And then you can spark a conversation and then stay with them if you want or move on. But then I've also, you know, used a team bus or a charter or, um, you know, using the RAGBRAI service. Like it's just, it's the best part about Ragbri is you're all biking across the state, but everybody's doing it however they want to.
2: Yeah, it's truly that way. It really is I don't know that there's another big thing like this that we can do in life that is so organized and um, supportive Mm -hmm. and ready for us. And yet we can do whatever we want with it. Yeah. Okay.
1: So with that said, anything memorable worth mentioning to the listeners?
2: You know, there are a couple, there are a couple things that really stand out to me that I kind of think about all the time. First of all, this newbie meetup at the expo Mm -hmm. um, was just so much fun. I mean, You know, the I was there for I don't know three hours, sort of getting to know Iowa for the first time, and this meetup was ahead of us. And a friend of mine, we met I guess at our tents or something, and walked to the to the expo and walked around a little bit. And then all of a sudden, there were a ton of people who were like really excited to be there together, like instant friends, instant community, and that feeling of like, oh, here I am, like I like we've arrived here together. Here we go. Mm -hmm. That. Feeling was like such an, um, an introduction. I thought that was really a good feeling.
1: Yeah. And in um, the, the amount of time I was there at that same meetup, um, you could feel the nervous energy quickly transform into excitement energy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a good, what a great feeling to have, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, being sort of anticipating it for so many months and then having that moment. Yeah, I agree with you. That's how it felt. Another memorable, another memorable, you know, a moment that had to do with camping was actually something that really sticks out to me. Um, as I'm sure you can imagine, <laughs> just camping is just not in my wheelhouse. I was far more worried about camping, to be honest, than I was about any of the mileage. Oh, wow. Um, so, like, forget about doing it all one-handed, which was painful and very annoying. But just, like, the stickiness, the heat, the humidity, like, I don't know. It, it's just, I wasn't sure how I would handle it. And after the second or third night of really struggling in my tent, um, it all just sort of came together. Mm. I sort of just, like, relaxed into it. And I was like, look, this is how – I mean, I had to dump my bag out every night. Just dump it out and everything went everywhere. In the morning, I just stuff everything back in, um, which is not how I do things. I mean, I am usually a little more reasonable than that. So one night, I just, I just thought this is how it's going to be. And I thought, I think I've got this. I think I've got – all of this Mm -hmm. i think i got it all like this is me doing it here i am and i sent a picture to my husband like look here i am camping and i'm cool with it and the ride is fine i'm cool with it and my smile is so big and i (laughs) i know what that picture means to me just yeah just a moment of like kind of conquering something and whether it's the camping part or the biking part or whatever else happens to you on rag ride there's a moment when you feel like you're kind of in it yeah uh, I remember coasting down a really big hill into Cherokee the first day, seeing hundreds of us all sort of greeting each other, having our first snacks. There was like big music. And I just remember, yeah, I want to do this for a week for mm-hmm. sure. That's awesome. And
1: after you completed RAGBRAI, like, do you brag that you're a camper now?
2: Um <laughs> I say I'm <laughs> never going to camp again until rag right next year. Oh perfect. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. In fact, that was the first thing most people asked, not how was Rag Right? They said, So did you camp? <laughs> you know, I did. And I'm never gonna do it again until July 5th, next year. And I will it's say It's not terrible. It just is not in my wheelhouse.
1: Right. Well, and it's Iowa, right? So sometimes, you know, I went through a couple years where I had I can't remember what I had that Showed the temperature, and I had to get rid of it because you'd wake up in your (laughs) tent, you're like, It's 83 in my tent, I'm sweating, I hate this. So, I got rid of that, whatever that was. Gosh, I can't remember what it was because I don't, it's mind over matter, like you can't get away from it. So, just like what you did, you just are like, All right, here I am, and I'm having fun. But what I was going to point out is that. People listening that are like, I am just like Anna. I do not want to camp. There are options, especially if you have the funds to do it, where you can jump in with a charter that offers air conditioning. They will take you to a hotel. You might have to go to a different town because some of the towns are so small, but you can do ragbri any way you want.
2: I know someone who went to hotels every night, um, and she really liked that, and
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, Despite me not liking camping, I still would have chosen camping just because I felt so connected to, like, all the bodies around me. Like, you sort of walk around, everybody's there. But she really liked it. It was the perfect way to do RAGBRAI for her. Mm -hmm. And I know she slept really well and took really great hot showers. And um, (laughs) I thought that was just a great example of that was exactly what she needed.
1: Mm -hmm. When you think about your first RAGBRAI, I think people have figured out if they're on the RAGBRAI website that there's food every two feet from you. I mean, you can eat all day long if you want, but any favorite foods along the route?
2: I couldn't believe how much food there was. Right. Like, no kidding. I mean, really, like before you're finished chewing the one thing, you ride one mile and there's like somebody offering a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, I really love watermelon. Mm. Um, So... I brought my own little shaker. I don't know if you've had tajin, like Mexican spice. On the watermelon? It goes, yes, Ooh. it goes really well on watermelon. And so I brought my own little shaker and I met a lot of friends that way. I was like, listen, can I give you some tajin? Um, it sounds kind of weird, I guess. Um, if you meet up with me next year, I'll bring it and everybody will love it, I swear. But um, I loved watermelon. I, I, my favorite vendor was this peanut butter and jelly stand, of mm. all things it was sweet. It was warm. It was like, so comforting. And being pickle juice was a weird new helpful thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: that's where I learned to really, really like pickle juice was from rag Brai pass.
2: Super helpful. Mm-hmm. It took me a few. Um, it took some coercing from other people like you've got to try it, you know, it'll be really helpful. And when I did, I was like, definitely
1: yeah, it's Uh, The cool thing about RAGBRAI is that a lot of the vendors will go on route every day. So if you miss, you know, whatever, you see it, oh, I want to stop there, but the line's too long. You can wait till the next day and they'll they'll probably be somewhere along the route and you can, you know, jump into the line or take some more time or check them out another day.
2: I thought that was really helpful Mm -hmm. also, yes.
1: And there's actually some of the vendors that have been around for a long time will post signs and say, last day today, or we'll be three miles ahead. So you can almost like, you know, plan in your mind like, oh, I am kind of hungry, but I'm going to wait three more miles and go to, you know, insert great stand. Yeah. So if you think about all the stuff that you brought, you know how you said you threw everything in a bag and then every day you have to dump it and, you know, I don't know how organized you ended up being by the end of the week. But were there any changes that you knew you had to make for 2022
2: RAGBRAI? Um, well, I do think that using both hands will be to- a <laughs> totally different experience, honestly. I mean, I think that that should really feel like my first time. Yes. <laughs> um, Um, I'll tell you one change I would definitely make. Well, first of all, I'm a relatively organized person. So I think it'll just be a lot calmer in my tent to be able to like actually unpack and sort of set everything up. But something um, that surprised me was that I used, I like that everybody uses these big Ziploc bags Mm -hmm. for each day's kit. And so all you really have is, is one choice to make, you open it and you put it all on. But I think next year I'm going to use like cloth bags or net bags Mm. for clean clothes and then Ziplocs for sweaty clothes because the humidity and like the heat made it made it so hard for me to deal with all this plastic. Like it stuck together Mm -hmm. and it it was hard to unzip. I don't know. To me, that was um, that was a little challenging. So I think I think to keep the humidity down like in my bag, I think I'll probably use cloth bags to divide everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Otherwise, I felt like, I mean, I felt like I was really prepared. Um, I didn't, I don't think I brought too much or too little. I really analyzed like all of these. It was so helpful to hear everyone's packing lists. Mm-hmm. I mean, by, you know, end of June, middle of July, the packing lists are all over the Facebook page. And I just, I really dug into them and decided what I would want, what would be helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, set me up for a lot of success that way.
1: Yeah. And back to, you know, everybody does rag bright different. Like some people are okay wearing the same kit, you know, day after day, rinsing it off in the shower or not even washing it. I don't know. Mm
3: -hmm. I am not
1: one of those people. Um, So I like to have, you know, fresh, clean clothes to wear every single day Um, even though sometimes you know you take a shower and then you crawl in your tent and then you immediately start sweating so you're Mm -hmm. it's you know it's an unending battle of fighting weather but again you can do everything how you want to do as far as rag bra goes but but yeah it is nice to see how everybody else does things
2: yeah and you if you have several choices to make from other people's opinions you you have you can kind of make your own easier, I think. So you, you know, you kind of fish through and decide what works for you. And there's your answer. It doesn't have to be anybody else's way.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I made the assumption, but you are coming back for Rag Bride 2022, right?
2: I am. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun to have something so big so far on the horizon to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. You know the energy in the Facebook group is already ramping up. So I think this spring and summer training will be extra exciting as we all train sort of together, you know? Right,
1: right, yeah. And um, I assume that virtual RAGBRAI will be coming back at at some level. I'm not sure exactly how, but that's always fun too, just to see everybody else on social media saying, you know, oh, I got my virtual miles in, which um, sometimes those virtual miles are outside or inside. It's just kind of a getting... Excited about the actual ragbri.
2: That's I love that there's that option. That's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was there anything that really? I mean, you know, besides the fact that you had a broken elbow and so you were definitely hindered in how you normally would be on ragbri. But anything that surprised you about your first
2: ragbri? Um, I was surpri- I was surprised at how welcome I felt. It was this huge group of strangers, but I didn't feel lost in this group. Mm. I felt connected somehow all the time. And there's a lot of as big as it is, there's a lot of familiarity that happens quickly and often, you know, Mm -hmm. like we said, seeing the same people, seeing the same vendors, it feels like one big day times seven versus like a week of everything being a surprise. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I was surprised at how welcome I felt. I felt for sure. And, my attitude surprised me. I mean, I, I maybe not, maybe didn't totally surprise me, but I thought RAGBRAI was a way to really engage some of my fears and my doubts and a lot of my discomforts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I really love a challenge like that. And I was surprised that I trusted myself so much and just went with it. It, was, mm-hmm. it turned into kind of a magical week.
1: Mm-hmm. And to, to do it solo. I mean, that's, that's huge that, you know, you kind of take on, and I don't mean you specifically, but when a person takes on a challenge like that, like, I'm just going to go pack up and ride my bike across Iowa as a, by myself, and then you realize, A, you're not by yourself, and that B, there are so many other people doing the same thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. So what advice would you give to people that are deciding to do ragbri for the first time?
2: Um, the first thing I would say here is that I asked this question in our Facebook group and I advise anyone to go check it out. We have over a hundred super helpful answers there wow. how to manage the prep and managing the ride and the whole thing, you know, so there is a great trove of advice yeah. for sure. My advice to a newbie would, would be maybe you shouldn't think of Ragbri as some Herculean adventure. It's, it's really like we kind of said, it's just several things. 10-ish mile rides clump together, and then all of a sudden you're on the other side of Iowa and you can't believe it's over. <laughs> it is a lot smaller than it looks from the beginning, mm-hmm. I'd say. The advice that comes from my own experience would be to jump in and trust the system. Trust the people, trust the plan. I, I think rag ride isn't only made for sporty people and big time cyclists and campers and partiers. <laughs> I think it's RAGBRAI is made for the people who want to do it. Mm -hmm. It's there for you. If you really want to do it, you can do it. And hopefully the people of Iowa
1: welcome everyone who decides to do it. Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, I felt very welcome. People were so excited to have us. That was such a fun thing. That's awesome. Actually, here's, sorry, here's another thing I would definitely say to newbies. If you think you understand fueling and hydration, you should also dig into it even more because sharpening that up can be a huge help. I learned that the hard way for sure.
1: Yeah, I can really, really feel dehydration especially the next day. So if you go to bed and you're like, well, I don't really want to drink a lot of water before I go to bed because I don't have to get out of my tent and go to the bathroom. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: You are giving yourself, you're setting yourself up for failure for the next couple of days. So, and that's just a a tiny example, but yeah, you are so right. Food and nutrition is, it doesn't mean you have to like, you you know, you can still eat a greasy burger if you want, but you have to be mindful of how many calories you need. Yes, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned that I, I'm it's unbelievable that you had over a hundred comments about the question you know what advice would you give newbies so tell the listeners where they can go if they want to be on this Facebook group
2: um, we are ragbri newbies on Facebook nice um, it's easy I, I think it must be easy to find um, request to join it's a private group because we sort of get into stuff just about kind of what we need and where we are and what we're doing.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, You request to join, You answer two questions, make sure you answer the questions and then scroll around and see what everybody's saying.
1: I think it's a great resource. And um, even for me, you know, I've done RAGBRAI almost 30 times, probably 30, more than 30 times. And it's still a great resource because there's always something someone's going to say that you're like, Oh, I never thought about
2: that. Yeah, I think it must be a different, it must be me to have the perspective of somebody who's done this so many times and and still learning something, like you said, from the group or just kind of hearing what everybody's worried about this year or what, it, you know, what people's questions are.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and wait till the route's out. Then we'll really, you know, we'll find out who the the um, people who are super interested in the actual terrain, because they'll give us all kinds of, we'll be like, okay, on this day, you're going to have all kinds of elevation, so we can kind of get prepped for stuff like that. <laughs> wow, well, I
2: haven't thought about that. No kidding. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Yeah, be helpful. yeah,
1: yeah. So, RAGBRAI isn't until July, so any other bike adventures on your horizon and
2: before RAGBRAI? I'm excited for the MS-150 Ooh. in Minnesota this summer. Um, it's a beautiful ride from Duluth down to the Twin Cities. Um, last year, it was truncated to this like little loop around a suburb, which was just not the experience I wanted necessarily. Mm-hmm. So um, that's exciting. And I heard Pork Belly may charter it, it's like Ooh. two nights. So that could be fun to just see everybody again that works with Pork Belly and they were a great um, host. So I'm looking forward to that. I have a little list of rides to conquer on my desk. So when I'm looking out the window at feet of snow, I can daydream about summer rides and <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. naps under trees. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, before we end this great conversation about RAGBRAI newbies, anything or anyone you want to
2: plug? Um. Yes. Well, I would like to thank you, Kathy, mm. for your podcast. Ooh. This was it was such a great addition to my preparation and my mental sort of load about how I was handling mm. all of this. Um, there's a bit of one episode in particular that meant a lot to me. You I don't remember which episode i don't remember how long ago it was you mentioned a quote from john karras and it's something like what do we do if we're out there on the road between nowhere and nowhere and it starts to rain well we'll probably get wet mm. and when the rain stops if we haven't found shelter on a farmhouse porch or in a barn we'll dry out how many miles do we ride before stopping for meals and water as many as we want to yeah. how long will it take to ride 70 miles a day just as long as it takes and this really spoke to me because, yeah, what do we do if it rains? What if I'm tired? What if I'm hot? What if my back hurts? I mean, these are big, real questions mm-hmm. that I had, that people have. And to me, this message is so basic and obvious. I, there are so many challenges to confront and work through on rag dry and in life. <laughs> and if you boil it down, I think we're capable of dealing with a lot of it kind of easily. It's a big lesson learned. And you dry off, you rest, you cool off, you stretch you ice it and you move on. And for some for some religious reason you end up on the other side of Iowa. And <laughs> you feel like a million bucks and that's Ragbrae. And that 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 part of your podcast meant a lot to me.
1: Oh, awesome. I I'm, I'm am tickled that you felt that way and you know, when I look at Ragbrae, I think of it as it's one of the few times in your life that you really only have one focus and that is get up, ride your bike, get to camp, rinse and repeat. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to, well, hopefully you don't have to like log into your work email or, um you know, worry about the kids or, I mean, you just, it's just a different atmosphere, I guess, to enjoy that doesn't
2: happen very often. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's unlike anything else.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Anna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I, I hope people go check out Rag Bry Newbies on the Facebook because th- there is so much good information and just like
2: a great energy. I agree. I'm so grateful to the very cool, sweet, funny, clever, smart, friendly people who go there so often on almost every day and really encourage each other and motivate each other it makes this, um, I think, a whole lot different than if we didn't have it.
1: Agreed. All right. Well, we'll see you in July. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen
0: to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at just go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review,
1: and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology podcast for more bike adventure interviews.
0: All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, Just, just Go Bike!